Hey, I'm Daniel, and this is Markers on the Map. This week, we look at all the big reveals from this year's Game Awards, like an open-world Sonic game, a AAA Wonder Woman adventure, the long-awaited DLC from an old friend, and a look into the world centuries before the Galactic Empire. Plus, we got a look at live-action Knuckles. Check out the gaming adventure on Twitter at Markers on the Map, and thanks for listening. might be completely off the mark here but that sonic trailer came out Mm -hmm. and it features knuckles and i don't know i don't know maybe it's just one of my theories but knuckles looks a lot like our very own saint knuckles i mean he looks like the standard knuckles but he is more on i would say he's in the between state between the sonic boom knuckles and not in character but at least size wise and like the normal knuckles that's where he lies in between. Yeah. And if you put a nice red hat and coat and beard on him, I swear he just looks like St. Nicholas to me. I don't know if I'm tripping. I don't know about that. I don't think St. Nicholas is real. Last wave told me it ain't real. I mean, he's making his midnight ride in, in just a few short days at this point to deliver uh, all kinds of games to all the boys and girls of Gameland. We'll have to wait and see. I don't know. To leave out your milk and cookies, I guess. You gotta leave out your trial by energy drink. So what would it be? It'll be cookies and trial by energy drink. Or what's better than cookies? Some white chocolate trees, some Reese's white chocolate trees, and markers up on the map presents trial by energy drink. Some chips? I don't know. I don't. What was well with it? Trial by energy. Remember we started doing chips at one point, but then we said it was too hard to do chips. <laughs> I don't remember the chips. It was like one way long ago, and I'm like, it's so hard to think about chips versus energy drink, which is why we stuck in the energy drink biz here. Yeah, true. Ooh, with that being said, listeners, welcome to what is the first of like five consecutive special episodes of Markers on the Map, a weekly podcast gaming adventure where this week we're taking a look at the Game Awards. Um, it was an interesting show to say the least, and they did have a new Sonic trailer starring Knuckles whose absence from Gameland has been baffling us both for the better part of a year now i mean one time we saw his head on a stick because he was oh yeah too much it was it was too much for him to be on set all at once so um they had to use like a prop for him and everything but we're getting ahead of ourselves like i said last year hallmark does this thing where they put out tons of christmas movies like i swear to god there's like 30 to 60 new ones a year but before i get to that as always I'm your host, Daniel, and I'm here with my good friend and co-host, Robert. Robert, how you been doing this week? Uh, I've been alright. How have you been this week? I've been alright, too. I'm just kind of... The Game Awards kind of came and gone, and, that, and it was like a four-hour thing, and I thought it was like a great show and everything, but yeah. I think that I, I might have a bit of a cynical view more than usual because of some of the genres represented, but mm. before we get to that, I wanted to talk about this Hallmark movie thing. So they, like I said... 30 to 60 new Christmas movies a year. And last year, the movie studio on the map had their casual gaming Christmas. And they're back this year with a a brand new Christmas movie. So let's go over that. This one is called 
The Couch Co-op Christmas. This is a new Hallmark Christmas movie starring Julianne Huff as Holly, who is always in the holiday spirit and works at a department store. She really loves video games, and it seems like no one that she comes across in the store ever relates to her passion. Just a bunch of people coming in and buying overpriced items to flourish their home while not even knowing what a Mario Bros even is. So this always depresses Holly during the holiday season. Mm-hmm. And I like how her name is Holly. It's very Christmassy. But but this year, uh, a single father of one comes into the store and and fate would have it that he was looking for gift recommendations for his daughter when he meets Holly in the aisles. And this gentleman's name is Greg. He's played by none other than Christmas singer extraordinaire Michael Buble. So it's kind of the same two actors that were in the Hallmarkers on the Map Christmas movie last year. Um, so I guess the gist of it is that they connect and that Holly's afraid to tell Greg about her passion for gaming. But he says her hobby can't be that bad. And it turns out that Greg loves video games too. And his uncle works at Nintendo, so he's been in the know his whole life. It's a story of found love as Holly and Greg embark on the once-in-a-lifetime Christmas journey of couch co-op games across the generation. Greg's daughter, who hates video games, holds in her anger and begins to realize that Christmas is all about bringing people together, just like games are. But games can be heartbreaking as one game threatens to break the romance of Holly and Greg up just before the big Christmas Day celebration. The two must learn to communicate in new ways so that Christmas can be saved and their new family can begin. With a new Holly Jolly tune by Buble himself, you'll laugh, cry, and celebrate the magic of your player too when Couch Co-op Christmas hits the Hallmark Channel this Christmas season. My heart is just warmed by this Hallmark Christmas movie. I mean... But doesn't everyone's uncle work at Nintendo? I mean, now that I think about it. Okay, so what if this Greg guy, what if he's just, what if he's not really who he says he is? Yeah. I don't know, maybe this Hallmark movie takes a wrong, like, like, a, like a different turn than they usually do. They're usually very wholesome. I mean, I've not seen any of them, but I've seen a trailer, and let me tell you, you know exactly what's going to happen in that movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's one of those things where... I don't know how I would feel about this movie about I mean the story is just kind of very unrealistic how bad is your game taste that you're afraid to say it I don't know if it's necessarily bad taste but I think she's just so disconnected from the customers that are coming into her store I haven't seen a trailer I'm just reading off the the synopsis here which seems to spoil like the whole movie I'm like I'm worried about what game it is that's going to threaten the romance. Maybe it's it's one of those secret messages of parents that don't accept a, you know their kids hobby of playing video games and they think it's a waste of time. And it might leave a message to that. Greg's daughter apparently hates games. I wonder if she'll like them by the end. Maybe. But yeah, she might yeah, it, it might be a case of like, oh, the clientele at this store are, are just not the video game type or something. But but Holly really likes it. I don't know. I don't know. It seems like an interesting concept. Definitely a far cry from, from last year's Christmas movie, which was just about casual gaming, but starring the same two people. Yeah. Honestly, at this point, Julianne Huff and Michael Buble could... I, I wouldn't mind if they were honorary citizens of Gameland. That would be kind of cool. I mean, we got to expand... <laughs> There's only like a couple of people here, and I don't think I don't think we even have running stores. Yeah, we. I mean, there's the NPCs stores, and that's all. And you know, cutscene streets usually crowded with you know a few vendors here and there. But the empire must expand. Anyway, <laughs> we got a show to talk about. Jeff's show this year. Um, 
what to say before we get started with the reveals. Um, I, I'm a little lukewarm on the reveals myself. Yeah. Um, like I said at the top, I might sound a little more cynical, but I, I, it, this, this comes with playing a lot of games and a lot of different genres and, and knowing what you really like, but mm-hmm. the show itself, um, Jeff always puts on a good show. I, I do appreciate the passion he has for the show and the hype he brings for the show because like, he's not going to not hype his own show. Um, and the show itself was well put together. There were a lot of like celebrity you know presenters for the awards that i was not expecting to be there like ming na wen was there um he had keanu reeves out Giancarlo esposito all that good stuff but aside from that we had probably more reveals rapid fire than than we've had ever before and it's not necessarily a great thing to have so many but at the same time it lets you kind of pull a few nice ones out so let's let's go ahead and hit this in order um, I'm sure I missed a few, but I think we got enough here to, to cover a lot. So, Tunic was in the pre-show. Um, this is that fox-looking Zelda game that's an oh, Xbox yeah. exclusive. I, I forgot about it's that. It's so yeah. cute every time I see it. I love a whimsical-looking game like this. It, it's it, By name, I don't remember, but if you just tell me the one that looks like Legend of Zelda but with the fox, I'm like, yeah, okay, I remember yeah. what you're talking about. I couldn't remember the name myself until I saw it, but this is one of those things we saw earlier in the year that I thought like, really looked charming and kind of like right up my alley. Kind of like a indie-looking, but I don't necessarily know if it's indie. But... It, it's one of those things where it's like, I'm not going to go out and buy an Xbox to play this. <laughs> no, it's... How do I put this? I, I don't want to keep bashing on Xbox, but... No, Xbox Xbox doesn't need to be bashed on. It's one of the things where if you sound like you're not... You want to get an Xbox, it's like, oh, you're bad. It's, like, it's just like, at that point... Well, I, I guess I get it if now since pcs have gone re- gotten really expensive why you can just get an xbox over a pc because it's like oh get a pc but you're gonna it's gonna call you you know it costs you an arm and a limb or uh, a limb and like an organ so it's like you know what i'd rather just get an xbox it's fine that's like consoles have such a big market for everyone because it's only it's 500 dollars and that's it and that sounds bad like oh that's all you get but they look at the longevity for these consoles, man. They're looking at like, you know, you're gonna it's gonna work for good. You know, we're going years on ago. what yeah. eight years for the PS4 at this point? And, yeah, and so Xbox One. <laughs> I would say I want to get an Xbox, but how pricing is with like PC stuff? I don't know, man. Yeah. If the if the game was actually good enough, I wouldn't I wouldn't not mind getting an Xbox, but I would s- still rather get it just a PC and get it on there. Yeah, but put it this way: if it comes to Game Pass. There is a version of uh, Game Pass through xCloud that you can access on iOS devices, I'm pretty sure. So if you can subscribe to Game Pass and get that on, like, your phone or your iPad or whatever, that's saving a ton of money by not, you know, getting into the hardware side of it. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I can't remember if it's coming to Game Pass, but it does look very cute. It, it could <laughs> potentially be on there at a later date. I wouldn't say automatically, mm-hmm. but I could see it coming at a later date. Let's see, they announced The Expanse, which is based on the Amazon original series. It's from Telltale Games, I believe, so they're kind of back after their their work on, say, Tales from the Borderlands, mm-hmm. or the Jurassic Park game, or, um, what, Back to the Future with The Wolf Among Us. They've done a lot of stuff. They did the Batman game, 
I, what was their last... I know Garden, oh, was it Guardians. I think... They did Guardians, they did Game of Thrones. Walking Dead was, I think, their probably last major project before... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the studio kind of shuttered for a while. Yeah. During the fourth season. Yeah. And I think somebody picked it up to finish it. Um, so I guess it's nice to see them back. And it's not the only Telltale developers who are working on something. Because later on in the Game Awards show, we did see that... Um, people who used to work at the company are working on another narrative game that we'll get to. I was gonna say when it comes to Telltale's, the, the only thing I will say about their games is I don't like that their art style and their gameplay has kind of been the same for a long time. If you play their like first game, like Back to the Future or The Walking Dead, the first episode, it's still mm-hmm. like their new ones coming out. It's now. an in-house style. It yeah, feels very it's, Sam and Max. It's one of those things where after even like until dawn kind of changed a little bit on how it should be that type of like uh, how would i say like movie engaged games where it's sort of like you're watching it but then you have to press a button at certain Mm -hmm. times it's like they're like movie engaged games basically that's that's the way i could put it is you're watching it and then you engage in it for moments so i would just like telltales to kind of revamp its gameplay and kind of add more to the actual gameplay and being, you know, actually part of it instead of it just kind of being a mm-hmm. movie you watch now because it's still the same thing. Over it's and very over. old, like point and clicky style PC. Yeah, it's like it's like Monkey Island. Know. I know, I know, Monkey yeah. Island is, is you know a classic. But if Monkey Island was released with not necessarily the Monkey Island, but that type of game, you know, the click and interact, it wouldn't yeah. be that. I don't say amazing, but it wouldn't get commercially praised. I think it would be it's not a genre. It, like we talk about with a lot of genres, it's one of those ones that gets picked up more by the indie devs yeah. nowadays. But for Telltale's, for it to have such a like reputable like name, and you know, people want it. Yeah. They were sad when it left. I think if they want to see it keep going strong, they should. Obviously, not completely. I don't want to see Telltale's game from being you know. Uh, interactive movie to a third person game that's not what i'm saying but in the sense of i just want to see a little bit more attention to detail on how you interact and how things are actually like played out yeah all right next up babylon's fall who never has my hype dropped for a game um since the last time we saw this game basically it looks like godfall but less colors and i can't help but feel like (laughs) like all hype is gone after that this is I mean, basically, that's how I would describe it. Um, It's made by Platinum Games, so the combat might be a little interesting. But as far as I can tell, this doesn't look like something that's going to be on my radar anymore. Um, Platinum Games should make a sequel to Astral Chain, in my opinion. (laughs) It was one of those things where I don't even remember it, honestly. Yeah, that's how it's the one that looks like a dreary version of Godfall. I don't even remember that. That's like... You're, you're, you're saying it, and I don't doubt it was there, but I'm not remembering it. I'm like, I really don't remember it. <laughs> no, don't worry. It presents itself as very cool looking. Um, if you go onto like the PSN store right now, there's like a like a, a character that's decked out in like golden spikes and everything. Uh-huh. But like, a, as far as designs go, I mean, it looks the designs look cool, but I can't, I can't do another looter slasher right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, few more things from the pre-show. There is Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak. Of course, I'm very much anticipating that as a big expansion to Rise that comes out next summer. Um, Thirsty Suitors was a really interesting looking game um, that was like a reverse Scott Pilgrim. I'm kind of down with how that looked. Like, I might try that if it's like a $20 game. I remember. It was was, honestly the one thing I I really do like that it's very much... it, It gives a small 
peace to the Indian people of or represent mm-hmm. them because if you really look at it, they don't get a lot of representation in their games. And it's just one of the things where it's kind of good that a game like this where it looks fun and it just looks like a good time. And it's just like it puts in a little bit of their heritage in it. And, you know, it has like inside jokes that only like if you grew up with that type of culture, you would understand it. And it's like maybe mm-hmm. maybe we could start understanding it. It could be, like, be funny now when we see it in like movies or something. I'm all for representation in our games. And this one just looks like a generally yeah. fun, good, awesome game. I think... Annapura did it and they are t- they tend to publish these very artistic games like earlier this year maquette launched on on playstation plus and while i only played a little of it um it does seem like it's it's doing different things with yeah. presentation or puzzles or story world building that we don't generally get from our standard triple a fair mm-hmm. uh next up evil west red dead redemption but what if it was devil may cry too oh yeah it was undead nightmare <laughs> but devil may cry so I mean, <laughs> this looks like one of the coolest things it, they've it shown does in a while. Look like fun, but it also reminds me of Remnant from the Ashes and how I. It, it's not gameplay wise, but just look wise, because obviously you were kind of a a, a cloak wearing leather jacket cowboy esque. Like you wore funny hats. Yeah. But I don't know. I hopefully this game is just really fun. I hopefully it doesn't have a weird. I guess the only thing I would it wouldn't want it to have is like a weird like leveling system like if the tree system actually mattered like you know how borderlands has it but uh, yeah once you start getting to like the real like serious borderlands like obviously you have to follow a certain tree not really with three anymore two was really like that you had to follow certain trees and certain like equipment yeah. hopefully this game doesn't do that where if you start getting to not necessarily like serious mode but even like throughout the later game it doesn't put an emphasis on like you need to use this ability or or anything like that it could kind of like yeah alienate like just beating the game because most people wouldn't i for sure wouldn't want to finish a game if i had to follow a certain tree that i i didn't like and that's why it, it just seems like an over the top like because obviously we're, we're the reason why i'm bringing it up is it kind of we're comparing it to devil may cry and that kind of has that type of system where you level up your character or you add like give it a certain you add like, moves you have yeah, to you buy the moves. very expensive yeah, yeah. moves that yeah so you can't automatically do your moves from the start yeah yeah so it's like Hopefully that that doesn't happen to this game. It's just a all out fun, just like story mode. You know, defeating yeah. evil, not necessarily zombies, but like mythical creatures too. I, I would like to yeah. see that more. And I guess what I would hope for is that there's only one playable character instead of three. True. What I'm getting at is, we will talk about Devil May Cry here sometime. I'm sure of it. <laughs> Next up, have a nice death. Very cute looking, Ooh, <laughs> like, actually, skull like character, at, like, Metroidvania-esque action platformer. I thought it was one of the coolest things. It actually <laughs> reminded me more of, like, Sh- Shovel Knight and, like, uh, Hollow Knight. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, Hollow Knight, for sure. That's what it reminds me mm-hmm, of, sort mm-hmm. of that type of cutesy little character, but in such a weird, grim world. But it you sort of draws you in. I know a lot. I have a friend that really likes that those types of games and i i hope he saw because i I sent him the trailer when it first released so hopefully he saw that but it's sort Mm -hmm. of i would say comparable like i said not gameplay wise is well it's a silly game but it's more i was i saw like hollow knight in there yeah it seemed like it would definitely be a metroidvania like hollow Mm -hmm. knight um versus this versus your Mega Man style platformer that shovel knight is yeah although i like the shovel knight approach better um the art style this um uh have a nice death is really like 
it, it's my jam, the art style for this. Um, yeah. It kind of reminds me of that other game we saw. We didn't see it at the Game Awards, but we saw it a while back. Cult of the Lamb. It's the one that's kind of like Binding of Isaac, uh-huh. but has like a oh, the one with the animals. Where it it's like, like a, a, yeah. a, 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 what was it? It looked like an Animal Crossing game, right? And we're like, oh, what is it? But then, I don't know, it just become this weird, freaky, just kind of like strange game out of nowhere, the theme yeah. of it at least. And I was just like, this looks weird, but I'm also interested. Mm-hmm. Again, only in the indie space do we get to see these off-kilter ideas like this. The pre-show concluded with a nice little announcement that I'm personally excited for. Persona 4 Arena Ultimax is coming to PS4 next year. This is a game that oh yeah, uh, came out so far at the end of the PS3 that I couldn't really play it because I needed space in my uh, dorm at the time for a PlayStation 4. So this, along with things like Arkham Origins, um, got kind of left behind because... I only had space for one console, and PS4 obviously wasn't backwards compatible. So, I've not put much time into Ultimax, but I've had it since release. <laughs> I've had I've had it too. Um, I didn't get far much into it, but it it's one of the things where I say I keep saying, please release these PS3 games that are stuck on there, and people can play them on their PS4s and PS5s because it, yeah. if you have a PS4, you can upgrade to a five later, and you can still play it. I don't know. PS4 mm-hmm. just seems like its engine and like preservation of it it just seems much better that it could be transferred easier now because even like xbox and nintendo they've kind of understood that instead of having one-off online services let's just have one continuous like growing service and then games could never be like lost forever that's the major problem with those like three six like not even the 360 still was still part of the new one like i think only the original Xbox was the weird one out. I think PS3 obviously was the weird one out. Yeah, PS2 PS3. has some online, but not really. Yeah, so I mean, it's it's a win here. Would I rather have Persona 4 Golden? Yes, but I'll take Ultimax because it's a good fighting game. Um, yeah. And that was the pre-show. We get to the main show. Started out with a pretty great performance by Sting. I like Sting. However, I'm not into the hype of Arcane. Um, I know you don't even have to be a fan of League of Legends to enjoy the show, but something about it is just, like, I cannot get hyped for... <laughs> I mean, it looks beautiful in, in motion, but, like, I was more into the Sting performance than what the performance was about. But... It's, the performance for me was weird because it's sort of that... I don't I don't know. I don't want to sound negative, but it, it was just so... I don't know, maybe because of the I think whole... it's because we didn't know what it was for. I think it, I think it was that. It was because it didn't establish what it's representing at the moment. And I'm just like, what is this? I Until was after. Yeah, it's like, you can't enjoy it if you it don't kind of know me- what it, it is. It's kind of like, is everyone supposed to have seen Arcane right now? Because I'm not into League at all. <laughs> no, yeah, it, it's... I get it, you know, it's supposed to represent all games and, and, and certain things and stuff like that. But they should have from the get-go at least establish what's this representing maybe because i i guarantee you yeah. these have been some league people who've either you know they probably were like why does this sound familiar but i don't know what it is and then when they announced like oh, okay i get it i know what this is but so you know what i mean it's like they, even themselves they were probably like i don't know what this is but this does sound familiar they're not you know discarding it mm-hmm. but they're not also all i'm saying is time. sting should have saying brand new day <laughs> instead you but we're being times. nitpicky <laughs> Oh man, we gotta get the Jetsons to come sing Hard Times for the Ice Cap Zone uh, part, part in, in the Sonic We're gonna movie. get ahead of ourselves. We're gonna get ahead of ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> Hellblade 2. Now, 
Hellblade is basically graphics the game. It's not so much a game as it is oh, a movie. From what I get of the first one and, and the second one by extension is a movie that you play. I will admit, the facial animations are amazing. So are The Last of Us 2 facial animations. But would I have fun playing this game? Eh, I don't know. I don't like this... Again, until dawn, I don't know if it would work for me because I don't like the whole idea of playing a movie. If I want to watch a movie, I will watch a movie. When I play a game, I want to be working on the mechanics of the game as I as I go through it. I think the reason why, as a Tales game and an Until Dawn game, and you know, it's new. Was it the man, the horror of what's it called? Oh, oh, you're talking about the the Dark Pictures anthem. There we go, Dark Pictures. Yeah, they have their Dark Pictures series going on for the uh, team that made Until Dawn. Yeah, their last, their most recent one is um, No Little Hope. Something like that. Something like that. Yeah. Something like that. But the reason, my point is, the reason why those games are so. Well, what about those games? My point with those games is that there's at least multiple endings and multiple outcomes you can at least have a one player won't have the same story as another player one person can be like oh yeah. wow when this thing happened it was crazy they're like what that didn't happen for me could you play this that with people online yeah. man of medan and you could like mess each other up because somebody didn't know what to do yeah it's like that's what i'm saying like it, it's it's one of those things where if you have an interactive movie game and it's not focusing on gameplay, then you better make it where it's a different experience for each player. Because then it's one of the things, like you said, like a choose your own adventure. It's it's like people still, you know, there's people that will go watch God of War full on gameplay on there, but they'll still play the game because the actual gameplay is fun, and that's what it is. Like even if the story's out there, when the game is fun, people will still go out and play it. But when you have a game that's strictly story and it has very little gameplay, but there's no multiple outcomes, it will give no person any reason to go out and purchase the game nor purchase a console or the hardware to play set game because it's like i could just watch it and it's the same experience because it's just me not pressing x at certain moments or or trying or whatever it may be i will say that the first one is very highly regarded and i'm not going to argue with it but like i said at the top i know the genres that i'm not into like i'll always give things a try and i've i've tried games that act like this before um this is not for me but it is doing some cool things with graphics that are probably about at the level of naughty dog as much as i don't care about the last of us 2 either um it is doing some amazing things with expressions last of us 2 for 20 at at the store today yeah i think it's been 20 digital quite a quite a while now i know it's on playstation now but yeah they're probably getting ready for a a re-release if if we're being honest I'm surprised it hasn't happened already. Um, but then oh, there's that yeah. multiplayer rumor too. Um, speaking of games that are kind of like movies, um, Quantic Dreams games. Now, Quantic Dreams is is a company, that's for sure. Um, they're coming out with Star Wars Eclipse. Now, I'm not overly excited for this. I, I do. It, this is probably going to be a movie game that has different endings and outcomes, of course. Um, we won't get into Quantic Dream, but... Uh, I am excited for the era that takes place in High Republic. It's an era that started uh, in January of this year with a book series, a comic series, graphic novels, children's literature, all that stuff. And it's a very interesting time that I hope one day maybe movies or TV shows in the Star Wars universe will um, explore. But it, it was a very good trailer. I'll give him that. It's one of those things where I didn't play... Let's say like heavy rain. Heavy rain. Yeah, because that seems Detroit. like a very depressing game. That's why. Also, yeah. <laughs> the controls feel very weird. It, it, if you look at the actual controls for heavy rain, it looks like what were they thinking at the moment? It's like yeah. this. 
if you try to play this now, it's like get this garbage controls out of my face. It's it's one of those things you have mm-hmm. to either play it or get used to it. But yeah, and then Detroit become human. I don't know. I never. I was never a fan per, of personal taste wise. I'm never a fan of futuristic stuff. I'm more of a, a either a western or like samurai. And that's not even like yeah. old stuff either because I don't even like like knights. I don't enjoy knights stuff. I like just certain niche topics like like that. So. It's just it was just this, the theme of it. I didn't really pay attention to, but I'm not a Star Wars fan either. So it's one of those things where it's just honestly your opinion because yeah, it looks nice, but it's from the people who made that. Certain- it's like what happens when you marry a game concept that I don't like to a franchise you be- that's my favorite. Yeah, it's you beloved. So it's like I don't know either. The game in the in the in the company behind it, Star Wars, wins you over enough to still enjoy it and play it and you know go through with it, or you just don't like the type of gameplay it is and you just don't even want to play, it, even if it's tied to a genre that you you know enjoy. Yeah, because you know, just because it's Star Wars, wouldn't excuse a not a great game. I yeah. happen to think, and I've said this before, Jedi Fallen Order is not my favorite game to play. I yeah. love the story. I love the characters. I the love the action play, yeah. and the and the the whimsy of it. But the gameplay, it's a it's a Dark Souls clone. <laughs> it's not it's not special. If Todd McFarlane were to release a Spawn game, like oh new Spawn game, but it's an RPG, I don't think I would even bother playing it. I'd be like, yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even bother. Play, I'd be like, get it out of my face. Yeah, and and they've done Star Wars RTSs before. We know I don't like RTSs. Yeah. So. I mean, we'll have to see when Eclipse comes out. Am I expecting it anytime soon? No, we said like 2024. <laughs> yeah, it's like, no, it's like they didn't even show gameplay. It was a, like those cinematic like CGI trailers. So it's yeah, like, there's very not even nice gameplay, professional looking CGI. But um, you got to really go in depth with the High Republic era. It's oh, yeah. just, one day I'm just going to gush about it on the podcast. I'm, I'm in the middle of the second book. So <laughs> anyway, yeah. Wonder Woman's getting a game from Monolith and Warner Brothers Games. Uh-huh. Um, we did not get any gameplay. Of course, this is probably a ways off, but hey, I'm down for more solo single player um, hero adventures that aren't wrapped up in multiple characters or live service anything. It was all right for me. I- I'm not a fan of DC, so this didn't really do anything for me. It's like, yeah, it's it's cool, but one of those, it didn't really show a trailer. It was just a CG trailer. It's just announcing it. A lot of things have been announced and been delayed, so I'm not trying to hype myself over. Like, I, yeah. anytime there's a game that's announced but not given a set date or even gameplay footage, I'm just saying it's coming out like four years. It's from like now. maybe don't it's even too think early. it's coming. Yeah, don't even think it's coming even remotely soon. It's like four years from. It's like dropping your Final Fantasy fifty or four uh, seven remake trailer like ten years before the thing comes out. It's like Duke Nukem Forever, and that game was announced, and they literally didn't release it till like 12 years later so it's like i would not expect obviously don't expect it to be that much i don't think they're gonna delay wonder woman till like 20 years from now but i yeah. wouldn't expect it till like maybe 2024 at the earliest definitely Even after like wolverine squad. Or something like that yeah yeah around the same time i'm sure actually as wolverine they might it might happen around then now wonder woman is of course um a hero that a game you have to be careful it's probably easier to screw up a game about Wonder Woman or, say, Superman than it is with Batman, who has a lot of the detective gadgets. You, your mechanics have to be good for a game like this. It's one of the things where not only people love Batman so much because he's probably DC's most popular character, but it is yeah. that thing where 
Batman has such a fun and weird and gritty, but also like funny world where you can get such a funny and different tools you can yeah. use to handle the situations, the explosive gel, and yeah, all he that. He finds stuff. himself in weird situations where it, you could be disarming a nuclear bomb being, you know, launched by like uh, like scarecrows or like a laughing gas by Joker. Or you could get something funny like Cesar Romero's Joker where you got Batman fighting off a shark with shark repellent spray. So it's like, that's what I'm saying. Like, mm-hmm. Those type of games, you have to really find the right, not only theme for it, but also not screw it up. Because like, Batman can go any genre, but I think, same thing, like, even like Green Lantern or like Green Arrow or anything like that. It's sort of yeah. like, you gotta be careful. So this is one that you're like, definitely be careful with this. Especially Wonder Woman Superman. has a very large you know rogues gallery and yeah. move set but like the game it that it's built around needs to be more than just an generic open world i wouldn't mind seeing wonder woman this game being played as like the new god of war game i i could honestly if it's that, that type of i was gonna play, say or guardians yeah it's like i if i if it's like that type of gameplay honestly that could work very well the new mm-hmm. guardians game mm-hmm. or like god of war 2016 if it's that type of gameplay that i feel like is a safe bet to kind of put the game in Anything else is yeah. kind of risque for me at that point. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Alan Wake 2. This oh, is yeah. Remedy's new game, and they're completely changing the genre to a survival horror with this one. Um, I've not played Alan Wake, but I really like how they're changing the genre for, for the sequel to be a survival horror. That's really cool when a sequel will change the genre while still keeping it in, like, like it making sense. Yeah. But I can't help but kind of want to know what's it what's next for the world of control <laughs> yeah it's uh alan wake i mean that came out it was one of those games i see like most people forgot but then really remember that oh yeah this game was actually kind of fun it's one of these where people said it as a joke thinking like oh yeah haha this game was not ever that really good but then it's like it has a decent fan base and it has a fan base that's very passionate for it so I, it's enjoyable to see them get a sequel to a game and franchise they you know have been waiting for a very long time for yeah, and, and after Control, I have to say, Remedy would do good as a survival horror game. Alright, next up was the Sonic movie trailer. Now, we we recorded this podcast later than I thought we would, so that gave me plenty of time to, to be lost in my thoughts. And all I'm going to say about the Sonic movie trailer besides, oh my god, Idris Elba as Knuckles, amazing, great, oh my god, Ice Cap Zone, can you believe it, Robert, Ice Cap Zone? Ice Cap Zone, I called it. Is, is, is that... I was thinking... So you remember how there was a live-action Street Fighter movie? Yes, uh, that was like one of my favorite movies as a kid, yeah. Well, it had a tie-in video game, as you know. Yeah. With the live-action characters, and it had the same animation from Mortal Kombat. Yeah, it was that trend of Mortal Kombat. What if they made a 2D Sonic, but it was the live-action characters, and it looked like it was a 2D Sonic version with the same graphics as the Street Fighter video game? And I said, you know what? That would be amazing. I don't know if I would say amazing, but what I will it say would, that be would be incredible. I don't know about that because you could have Jim Carrey as Doctor Robotnik in like it, the um two D rendered like pod. <laughs> it's one of those things where it's sort of the gameplay has to match the animation of the characters. Like Sonic as a cartoon, you can animate him as 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 you want it. You can have it like those old fashioned cartoons where their eye just bulge out like ah like, you know like yeah. they go they can do it but like I don't think you do that real <laughs> life model characters based off like a movie. I, I mean still animated but he's supposed to look more realistic as like he looks 
like it this could exist in our world if it happened that's what i'm trying to get to as well it's like yeah he doesn't look that animated he doesn't do stuff like that but you know what aside from all that pretty good trailer i've seen the first one so <laughs> i'll see this i'll say this right now that this is the one thing i was honestly hyped for the most I was jumping out I, when of my I seat. saw Knuckles. I was like, "Knuckles, <laughs> does it look like I need your powers?" I guess going Hollywood really worked out for Knuckles. Man, he getting he getting that check, bro. Horizon <laughs> with no segue. That's the thing that's coming out next year. I I guess I'll play it at some point, but we've talked about this on the podcast, so we don't need to spend an incredible amount of time on it. But what I will remark upon is that they showed a trailer for Destiny Two: The Witch Queen. Now, am I going to get back into Destiny with this? No. I'm going to shake my magic eight ball. Signs point to no. However, this was the end game story that I have been looking forward to back when I was 200 and something hours into Destiny 2. This is the plot line I wanted the game to arrive at. And it sucks that it's coming out so far after me leaving the game behind. This is the plot that I wanted to see. One thing about Destiny, I don't know, I, I just, Destiny, man, I don't know, I just, I dislike that It requires added... too much of your time, too much of your life needs to be dedicated to Destiny yeah. in order for you to make any meaningful progress in Destiny. In order for you to Destiny. get your money's worth, because I'm letting you know, Destiny is not cheap. I've looked at how much the DLC would cost in total without it being on sale, and I'm like, how much money you could have used that to buy a new game, like, an indie game like Dusk, or even Metroid, or even i don't know it's like it's so much money it's like 30 i would say roughly it's 30 dollars per dlc that's almost a playstation plus subscription for each yeah. dlc let's say when you first buy them so and there's not a lot in those dlcs i bought uh, forsaken and it's not a lot of stuff no so it's like and the one thing i, I honestly will say is i wouldn't mind buying dlc but what I do mind is when they archive and put away DLC in quote unquote the Destiny Vault and be like, yeah. I paid this money just for it to be gone and not be able to play it again until they decide that it's okay to play it. So as a fan of lore, I think what I'll do is maybe read the wiki <laughs> when this comes <laughs> out. <laughs> I'm just so curious about this particular aspect of the story from you know when destiny 2 came out that i'm not gonna delve into this just mess of a game at in my opinion at this point with all these systems and confusing seasons and whatnot i don't know it looked cool it always looks cool but is it cool when you're physically doing the thing not not really <laughs> yeah anyway slitterhead is a game that is from the creator of silent hill I'm not going to lie. Oh, yeah. I thought it might have been Silent Hill, but it's Slitterhead. This is the guy who made Silent Hill. Yeah, this That's is a the Japanese guy that horror defined... game that is resonating with people it's, to this day. Yeah, it's it's like there's only a handful of games that you know solidified the the survival horror and that's like Silent Hill, Resident Evil and like Clock Tower. It's like that's yeah. what survival horror is. You're very limited all three of those weapons. are japanese horror yeah. games it's like you're either you're very limited on ammo and you have to conserve it or you're very much a normal person against these otherworldly creatures or you're so helpless that their only option is to run or hide or to trick the enemy and stuff like that so this what gave games like outlast the the blueprints of how uh, a horror game of you're you know you're not a, a fighter you're you're a runner so now you have to survive yeah it's this type of genre. And it's another case of if Konami won't do it, 
will do it. I mean, come just on, like Konami. Uh, Bloodstained. <laughs> Konami just has to really. I don't know. It's one of those things where I think Yu-Gi-Oh and stuff like that just it's they're more focused on that, which is fine. But yeah. they forget sometimes they're also a video game company and they own a lot of good IPs that people will pay good money to have actual good games from them as well. Again, yeah. All right, moving on. We got a lot left to cover and not much time to do it, so we'll go a little faster. We got Cuphead, Delicious Last Course, a DLC. Still not out, but coming nope. in June. Looks nope. amazing. No, they announced it like five years ago, and now it's being released like a whole yeah. half a year later, so thanks a lot. I thought it, I thought it was honestly going to be a shadow drop. I was ready for it to I be was a ready. I, was, I had my They I had, had the, my they had the singers ready, out and everything. Yeah. I had my Nintendo Switch ready. I'd be like, I'll grab it right now. They'd say dropping tomorrow or dropping tonight at, 12, yeah. like, at 11 o'clock or something. So I'm getting getting the wallet ready for yeah, the physical good, release but, that they said know. would come out when DLC. <laughs> Sonic Frontiers is next. Um, okay, I'm in here, baby, for Breath of the Wild Sonic Edition, Death Stranding Sonic Edition. As long as Knuckles is in it, but I'm here for it. Yeah, it's it's sort of uh, I don't know. I I've even open world games like even the Kirby one I'm not interested in, and it's because. I think there's only like a hand, even like Donkey Kong 64. I wasn't even into because it's an open world game. I think Mario's the only type of game that I've seen at least jump from 2D to 3D and do it so well. There's no one's gonna do it better than them. So this might be kind of a preview for our Ghost of Tsushima episode, but I am very convinced that no normal open world game can can top that or will top that for a long time. Yeah. What a game has to do is it has to be a Spider-Man or it has to be a Death Stranding or it has to be a Sonic Frontier where you understand that the mechanics of just having an open world game are going to be different because as far as normal traversal or horse riding open world games, I think we have our two in Red Dead uh, Redemption 2 and Ghost of Tsushima and, yeah, and those... those two can't be topped. If I would just say what's the definition of good open world games at the moment, at least for me, is Ghosts, Red Dead Redemption 2, Odyssey. And I know people really like Legend of Zelda, but it, yeah, I think the gameplay of it's fine, but the, the I'm not a Legend of Zelda Death fan. Stranding also, it it's 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 the weapon deterioration. It's sort of that oh, like I think the yeah. gameplay might be fine, but the actual mechanic of it is not. So I will say I'll go with you know Red Dead and like Tsushima and like Odyssey as like this is what open world game should be where. The mechanic is good, and then the actual open world part of it is amazing. Yeah, so this has the potential to be a great game, as long as you don't mess up what makes it a Sonic game. Mm -hmm. An open world Sonic game sounds fun, as long as the DNA of a 3D Sonic is there. And I'm not talking about colors. Please don't rush this project. Give it it some time. Give it... Play, you know, it's not... I don't think it's not fair to play your competition's other games if they're already released and understand, like, what makes this, you know fun is it fun having a character have a weird speed limit and always at a running pace or would you have like red dead where arthur is at a walking pace to a fast walking pace and then to an actual running pace when you're making him do it so it's like they have to understand how an open world works you know it's, i don't think it's not fair for them to not play their quote-unquote competition it's but I don't their think first try to just them. like breath of the wild so we've seen somebody knock it out with yeah. an open world on their first try um hopefully the team at sega <laughs> Yeah. Hopefully they can pull through with this after the fairly disappointing Sonic Forces, the massively, for me at least, disappointing Sonic Colors, and uh, the frankly amazing Sonic Mania. We need a yeah. winner in the 3D space. <laughs> it's it's one of those things where I'm not saying they should obviously try to dethrone certain games. You can go for it. If you want to be the best, go for it. But 
if you actually just want to make a good game and people, you know what, it's not the greatest in the sense of story wise, but it's a yeah. good game. And it's I say, a good don't story. try to dethrone. Yeah, you'll you'll end up making you'll end up making more of a more of a mistake. Yeah, just have a good time with yeah. it. You know, don't try to make it this like you can't. Like I say you can, but you have to really put all effort into it if you want to do that. Yeah, when it when it, when the game just has to be bigger than everything else, it loses something. Mm-hmm. And I think that's another reason, again, what makes Ghost of Tsushima so good is that it's not trying to be a sim. It's trying to be a game. Mm-hmm. But we will get to that in a few weeks. <laughs> All right. A few more things that we'll go over. Chia, they showed a new trailer for that. Basically, a PlayStation version of, you know, Breath of the Wild, um, where you can turn into animals. I'm in for that. Suicide Squad, we finally got some gameplay. Looks kind of like Avengers, but honestly better and if they keep the live service nonsense to a minimum we might have a good little game here although i don't know if it's multiplayer yet it it might be like guardians i don't know um as long as they don't have it where it's like devil mccry where characters have very weird and and, and hard mechanics of, well, of moves yeah. to do the, the thing about avengers is that the controls were the same for everybody um, which made it accessible. It's just the way that it worked for everybody was different. Yeah, it, it's sort of like, don't make it where, don't take a laser out where everything is the same thing. You just press this combo and all the characters do the same thing. But what I'm saying yeah. is that you can add different combos to characters, but don't make it as difficult as like Devil May Cry 5. Don't have yeah. it where Devil May Cry 5 is just another complete whole, mess yeah. of a control system. Like one character, you're pressing the trigger after every after every hit. The other one, you're switching between four styles with like fifty different weapons, and the other one just can't kill enemies, but you have to send your monsters out again. Yeah. But we're we're breaking the rules by talking about that game before we're supposed to talk about that game. <laughs> yeah. For Spoken, got a new trailer. Still not sold on this one. Uh it is going to be a full price seventy dollar game. I do like the movement. I'm still not sold on it. Not yet not yet i mean it looks interesting but i don't know if i'm i don't like know I said, if i'm down for the, it yet it's the theme of it i saw but also like the 70 dollars it's sort of games are getting to be such a big investment where 70 dollars we're gonna be hit it. that point here yeah. where they're all gonna be that much so it better be worth enjoy it. the last handful of games at, at 60 <laughs> um new trailer for saints row not much to say except i hope it's gonna be fun i don't know if i'm gonna get it at, at this point but i mean sure Saints Row needs to understand it, it shouldn't be uh, a GTA clone. And don't try yeah. to be... I think this one gets it. Uh, don't try to be a GTA 5 clone either. Don't be serious. I think they should stick to its demographic of just being a fun, silly, fun... Like, it's a fun, silly game that you play and just to have a good time with and not take it too serious. Yeah, I, I think they have the, the tone pretty much down for this one. Um, let's see... Fall Guys Nightmare Before Christmas stuff is coming. By the time this podcast goes up, it should be started. Mm-hmm. So we will talk more about that uh, in the in the Christmas episode. Um, Dune's getting an RTS. I like Dune. I don't like RTS. This is like rapid fire headlines here. Yeah. <laughs> Wonderlands. Um, I think we're going to have a lot we'll to say about, about that, that when yeah, it comes out. More. It'll come out. We'll probably pick it up. Um, um, that's, that's a day one for both of us. Interesting <laughs> that th- it feels like your main character is not going to have a speaking role, but they have like side characters that will kind of tag along the way to actually be yeah. those speaking roles. And I kind of like It seems like it's more customization than ever. Yeah. It's really trying to give that RPG feel that it's your character. And obviously, yes, they don't talk, but you can really customize them, add a lot of things to them. Among Us is getting a VR version. That's hilarious. hilarious. <laughs> That's one of the funniest things I've ever heard of. I know. It looks kind of cool. <laughs> I've never played Among Us. Um, 
Star Trek Resurgence is that game from some devs that used to work at Telltale that I hinted at back when we talked about The Expanse. Um, Rumbleverse is a 3D online uh, brawler uh, multiplayer game. That one looks looks very weird, but it looks all right. I don't know. It's sort of that genre, too, where it's the trend right now. Everyone's going to get a brawler game. Watch. You'll you'll see. There'll be a, a... a Harry Potter brawler game, like you know, take your favorite uh-huh. wizard and oh no, they'll be part of the Warner Brothers game. They're owned by Warner Brothers. Never mind. Uh, hey man, I think our rumors about a brawler game this week even. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see, but you know, maybe there'll be a a, a Sesame Street brawler game. You know, our Elmo punches Big Bird, and Big Bird has like his you know his combo, and it's a brawler game. That would be amazing. <laughs> um, let's see if I can go through these last ones real quick. A Plague Tale Requiem is about rats. Dying Light 2 Stay Human is finally coming out? Question mark? Uh, another <laughs> seems like one of those games where it's a parkour. Like because it, it came out during like Mirror's Edge and like first yeah, person. Yeah, yeah, the like first that. one. So or it, it came out be, around Mirror's Edge too. Yeah, like a product of its time of, yes, it would have been amazing years ago, but we're such a different mindset now. Even like Battle yeah. Royale games aren't doing it anymore. Sort of like that was this, such a trend of 2017 and 18. It's like it's not going to work on every single uh-huh. game at this point. Halo show that got announced with the Xbox One coming mm-hmm. to Paramount. Uh, Elden Ring got a story trailer. Mm-hmm. Gotta say, I like the gameplay trailer better. And Shorts I'm teetering word, yeah. here. I'm teetering. In that, in that three-week window from the end of February 2022 to the beginning of March, I'm, I'm, I'm juggling Elden Ring, Horizon, and Gran Turismo. And I've decided to choose one. And get the others on sale. Will it be Elden Ring? I guess we'll have to wait until February. We'll see. Yep. And the last thing I guess to bring up is that Matrix Unreal Engine 5 demo. I have not played it yet, but no. I heard it's really cool. Like, you can yeah. drive all the cars and everything. It, it looked pretty cool. Um, Keanu Reeves, obviously. I've only Never seen, seen the, the first Matrix. Matrix but so... I've only seen the first. It's alright. <laughs> I know people are going to be like... You haven't seen the first Matrix. Yeah, I haven't seen the first Matrix, but I bet you've never seen the first 1968 Django movie, huh? You heard I've not even one? seen that one. Yeah, it's like, I, trust me, I, it's not that I'm not willing to watch it. I just, I've never had either a streaming service to provide it to give it a trial because I don't want to drop $20 on a Blu-ray and then not enjoy the movie because I don't think, I don't think that's ever happened because I always pre-watch the movie and I'm like, yeah, I like this. I want to own it on Blu-ray and, you know, buy it. Even though I've seen it already, yeah, I'll watch it I've later. Yeah, I've blind bought a few movies, but not many. I think the only one I've, I've purchased was The Lighthouse, uh, yeah. and that was actually a really good movie. I was Because even from the trailer, I was like, this looks like a good movie, and I'm interested in it. But I don't know. If The Matrix is on any streaming service and I find out, I'll probably give it a watch. But as for its Unreal 5 engine demo, I mean, it does look like a demo, but hopefully this is a demo that doesn't give a false perception of every game that runs on this engine is going to be like this. Hopefully, oh, you know, yeah. more people oh, use yeah, it. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's what could be done with Unreal Engine 5. It's not going to be used to this ability in, in every... Because we've seen these tech demos back when Unreal 5 was announced for the PlayStation 5 with the crumbling rocks and everything. I'm like, they're not going to spend that much yeah, time. Yeah, PS3's tech demo when it first started. Even, like, Mario had a tech demo when it had, like, a bunch of little Marios and became, like, Pikmin. Like, not yeah, every game's going to be like that. Yeah, so it's like... It's just a tech demo, so don't expect every game to run on this engine to look like this. Obviously, it just takes a very talented and passionate team to make games look that good, so yeah. it's just, it is showing what it could be. Maybe mm-hmm, even more mm-hmm. down the road. So, successfully, we have 
quite quickly run through most of the mm-hmm. giant announcements. There were a few smaller ones that I skipped over because there's not much we were going to say about some of them anyway. And before before we wrap up for the week, we have two other small news stories that I think are significant. Mm-hmm. Um, the first is that the Spider-Man remastered game that is available only to people who have the Miles Morales Deluxe Edition um, is getting two new uh, No Way Home yeah, suits. Yeah, They've been added in at this point, I believe. They look really cool. Kind of makes me want to hop back into to Spider-Man Remastered and, and play it for the upteenth time. Um, <laughs> what a great game. <laughs> to this day, still the most fun traversal in any game I've ever yeah, played. But Just traveling around. <laughs> yeah, traveling around, but I mean, as open world games, Ghost is probably... And like this show a little bit better, but as as traveling, it's definitely the best when it comes to it. Spider Man is such an amazing character because all his abilities is web swinging and jumping and climbing is just like this guy can do anything, and it's so much fun. Yeah, I put it in the holy trifecta of my personal favorite open world games, along mm-hmm. with Ghost and Death Stranding, because they all do something different. That's the thing I'm getting at. They all do something different. So Sonic Frontiers make that 3D Sonic gameplay integrate well with the open world, and you've got a winner on your hands. But mm-hmm. Last piece of news for this week is that Uncharted Thieves Collection for PS5 is going to release next month for $50. However, However, however. if you own Uncharted 4 or The Lost Legacy, Uh not both, you don't have to have both. Uh Not both, just one. Mm -hmm. You will get a $10 upgrade to give you both of the PS5 versions. I've never played Lost Legacy. I'm about to play it for half the price of the upgrade five dollars because the other five is going towards uncharted (laughs) four that is honestly a really good deal and it it gives i know i'm shocked (laughs) it's one of those things where it's very shocking i think it could have gone away with you have to buy each individual at full price i thought it was gonna be 70 no upgrade path (laughs) yeah so for them to do that that is such an applause like that's so good because you know if you're it's sort of like, I would replay this game, but why would I drop $70 for a game I already played if it just looks a little bit nicer? It's sort of that mentality. It's for those who obviously yeah. have never played it to buy it at full price, and then if uh, you pre-owned it, and you know, it's just like, you know what? If it's only this price, and you know, I would replay if it was a little bit nicer, I'm not spending that much, you know, you'll, you'll drop it, and you'll get it. And, and only you get one game, but you get two. Yeah, and obviously there's a few caveats. One, PS Plus collection version of Uncharted 4 is not upgradable. Mm-hmm. you have to own your copy of the game or games and the other thing is that the individual uncharted 4 and lost legacy for playstation 4 i believe have been delisted from the psn store and now they must be purchased as a 35 dollar bundle i believe this happened the day of this announcement mm-hmm. so if you were thinking oh i'll just go get a couple dollar copy of uncharted 4 so i can upgrade it they I have mean, kind of you can but you're gonna have to go hunt it makes it, sense you know, business-wise yeah you'll go at as yeah. whatever game store you prefer either a major one or a small mom and pop shop so it's like you can yeah. but good luck finding one that's not going to be like over ten dollars that game is still very popular so that's that's the other news for this week but robert it would not be news right now without a nintendo direct rumor of a game that was not shown at the game awards and what we'll what we got here well it's called mascot wars the forgotten few forgotten lost to time one of you deserves a second chance oh a mysterious voice echoing through the air huh and a plateau in the skies among all my old pals from days gone by (laughs) what could possibly go wrong 
backdrop into zany and colorful battlefields and the ultimate 3D action brawler in the Nintendo Switch's newest online sensation, Mascot Wars, The Forgotten Few. Take on the world in massive 3D arenas and intense online matches starring your favorite mascots who've all but faded into obscurity. Use power-ups to boost stats and collect weapons and items to use against these battlers in a variety of locations from skyscrapers to shipyards and everything in between. And the fun isn't just online. Launch into a vast single-player campaign where you select a mascot and take them through each of the game's maps and fight against 3D realizations of enemies from these classic franchises. But enough about that. Let's take a look at some of our characters. It wouldn't be Mascot Wars without Bubsy, putting the pun in punchline with furious scratching attacks and a pounce that'll leave enemies in a daze. Bonk's ultimate bat smashes and launches enemies with an unshakable strength stat. When you see this little guy coming, it's time to get out of the way because Bonk can become an unstoppable force with the right placement and a little bit of luck. Rocky Rodent takes cosmetics to a new level with swappable hairstyles, each acting as a unique power-up, allowing for unforgettable synergies that make him a force to be reckoned with. Gex finds new abilities with the addition of lasers blasting out from his signature sunglasses. It's like shooting a railgun in Nemesis's house because Gex is bringing the celestial power. And do we dare forget Cool Spot? We all know the Uncola is crisp and clean with no caffeine, but Cool Spot is no joke when it comes to picking up some of the game's ranged weaponry and hiding in tight spaces to sneak up on unsuspecting players. Glover takes to the skies when he picks up a melee weapon and gains mastery over said weapon with elemental synergies that can devastate entire quadrants of the battlefield. Arrow faces no problems when it comes to balance as platforming is almost trivial with the acrobat's skill at high sky-high theatrics. Take enemies down from above with a ranged weapon or a crushing physical strike. And there's more to discover, like Croc from Croc, and Rystar from Rystar, and Wild Woody, a pencil from the Sega CD. A pencil named Wild Woody. And did we mention customization and cosmetic items? <laughs> the game is literally bursting with them. Make the mascots your own when Mascot Wars The Forgotten Few brings a whole new battle arena experience to your Nintendo Switch. Buck Bumble. Oh my god. It didn't mention Bug Bumble. He's got to be in it. He has to be. If this... if, if he's Cool Spot in is game, in it. Bug Bumble has to be I, in it. I actually own Cool Spot physically. I bought it at a flea market for like a nickel maybe. Probably you lying never, I You never told me that. <laughs> yeah, I own it physically. I own it physically for the Super Nintendo. Come on. Crisp and clean? No caffeine? Come on. Crisp and clean? No caffeine? Cool Spot? He makes a little, like, weird, like, squeaky sound. He's like... <laughs> we need this game. On the Super Nintendo uh, online surface? Cool spot? Well, I was talking about the Mascot Wars, but you know what? That oh. sounds like a good proposition, too. <laughs> I mean, eventually, yeah, this better come out. I mean, Warner Brothers is doing theirs. Nickelodeon did theirs with, you know, a horse harp. So it's only a matter of time until they do one with, you know, 90s video game characters. I, I learned about mascots. Wild Woody today. He's a very scary-looking pencil from the Sega CD. Have you ever heard of this character? Uh, actually, yes. I had not. It's literally a pencil. And then there's DMA Designs, a.k.a. Rockstar. They had that unicycle game. So uh -huh. maybe he is, like, an ability. Maybe. He might be in He's a, a living unicycle. There are way too many mascots that have been forgotten. They need to have this. This needs to be their comeback game. This needs to be a Christmas gift to the world, Robert. It Mascot does. Wars. Mascot Wars. 
I'm looking forward to the Nintendo Direct, which is sure to happen tomorrow. It's sure to happen tomorrow. It just has to, and this has got to be on there. Along with a a 2D Sonic game with the same animations as Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter, the movie, the game, the series, the book. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I would say, as far as news goes, this is probably the last big news week of the year because... Mm -hmm. Look, we got specials coming up. We got a Christmas episode next week. Who knows what will happen. We have a special Ghost of Tsushima um, discussion. Mm -hmm. Just a massive talk um, coming up at the end of the year. Obviously, 2022 starts with our top plays of 2021. And the the wheels keep on turning in markers on the map. And the wheels of Gameland. We did we did get the awards and we did get the major one game oh, of the year. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, it takes two. It takes two, which shocking, but honestly in a pleasant like I'm with it way. It's sort of like, you know what? Yeah, why not? It takes two. It's that game that I think people did sleep on, but when people play it, it's like it's good at everything it does. It's not a bad game. So It it also feels very on brand for the game awards because it's Joseph Ferris. <laughs> I know he's famous person. I learned about him in his past. I think he's Swedish or something, or I forgot what he is, but uh, if I'm getting this confused, but he's done things before in the past, like extreme, extremely good work. I think he directed a movie or something like he, he's pretty much not like a random guy that hopped out of nowhere. This guy's kind of been around for a while. So, I mean, his energy is kind of everything that should be like every, you know, his very famous line, the Oscars can, take a backseat you know his very famous line so you know yeah. i i was with it he had a he has a very energetic like i appreciate you guys doing this because he's like i put so much effort we need and he more game devs like yeah. him he's like i love my team i love making games you know it's you guys he always he always puts it that it's the players that make me want to make games it's not anything but that it's you guys that you know that you know respect me and and they you know you guys will support me no matter what and i appreciate that and so it went a game of the year you know i applaud it but what I will say is I would say we have our own individual games we would have given Game of the Year. Uh, yeah. I would have given it to Resident Evil 8 because of um, no particular reason. Uh, a very tall thing, I would think, would have given me a, a Game of the Year. But, you know, just, you know, it's something random. But Well, she did win a performance. I mean, yeah. Performance award. And my yeah, game, and Metroid Dread, did win Best Action Adventure. And so that's I a good one. In, we, I think everyone kind of yeah. won some award. And I think it was very much, like, all around... I think, as announcements, this was all right. Like I said, Sonic the movie was the not my most favorite announcements. Yeah. I'll give him that. Sonic the movie was the hypest thing ever. But after a year of not being with each other, you know, and they're more comfortable having an actual crowd and you being energetic with them, you know, it, I think this was a pretty good show. It was cozy, definitely cozy. Honestly, I I just liked the show. It's always I, I don't know. Jeff it's always, always a puts time. on a good show. And I will say I very much appreciated his comments about treatment of people in the game industry at the beginning of the show. I thought that was such a nice touch for Jeff to, to say those things. He's really representing everyone in the industry that is for positivity and for having, you know, no negative outcome and no negative thoughts to anybody. And that's what I really appreciate from him, that he yeah. did that for that percentage of gamers that are like, we're just here to have a good time and to not do anything evil and just you know just have a good time let's make let's play some games i guess that i guess that about wraps it up for this week then that should wrap it up all right so guys thank you so much for listening um 
as always, please follow our Twitter at Markers on the Map and engage with us. Um, and if you want, you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or our Podbean site. Apple Podcasts is the best place. You can leave a rating, a great review. You can subscribe, download, tell your friend do all about that us. cool stuff. Yeah, tell a friend. Tell a friend. <laughs> tell a co-worker. And, and, you know, tell your boss. I mean, don't tell them when, obviously, you're not, when you're working, but yeah. <laughs> don't get in trouble. But for right now, there's not much left to say, except for what we always say. And, of course, that is that the real Godzilla Unleashed was the friends we made along the way. So we'll see you next time. Bye. Later. Later.